0: There is hope for us yet We are young, we are wet.
1: I am Holly Whitaker no. No time I, time I, rain. Rain. I am Holly Nope <laughs> <laughs> I am Holly Whitaker
0: I am Laura McCallum
1: And this is Home Podcast Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm
0: great. I'm sitting in a new spot um, to record that hopefully improves our sound. We just spent like an hour trying to improve it.
1: <laughs> oh my god we did. I just realized that it's an hour. <gasps> Shit. No, it's worth
0: it. We, totally. we received some really sweet feedback from people that um, they love us, um, but the sound needed to be better, and we totally agree. It's one of our frustrations. So, so I'm sitting in my closet, and um, we'll see. And we adjusted some other stuff. So please let us know, people.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can already tell from this side. It does. It sounds. It sounds so much better. Um, so, how are you? my love? You know, it's really interesting. I'm doing great. Like I'm finally not sick. Um, I'm. I'm at that place where I am about to start something new and big and scary and so I go into this mode of um like, I have no escape anymore. Like, no, like, um, no yeah. real, sh- like, uh, no, no destruct, like, destructive type escape. And so I go into this mode where I just um, nap a lot and yeah. um, read a lot and stay in my pajamas. And so I, um, it's not like, it's not happy, but it's not sad. It's just, um, yeah, totally get it. Yeah. So I'm there and I'm just starting to come out of it. And I'm really, I'm very, um, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm do, but I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. I'm Do you want to tell people what the big something
0: is or are we not talking about?
1: No, we can totally talk about it. So I'm I'm going to do I'm going to push forward and do uh, I I've I've been trying to figure out what I do, what it, what, where, I, where I spend my energy. And mm-hmm. I decided a couple months ago really to jump into the teaching aspect of it and really bringing forth a uh, online program so I can start to share the tools that I've learned and really bring people together and help them understand how to navigate, either how to navigate sobriety or how to also upgrade sobriety if they're already in it or how to really – uh, to really, I guess, own their path. And so I've, I'm launching an online program in January and it's just, it's, I mean, it's scary. It's terrifying. I can like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do and I know I'm good at it. And at the same time, it's still, it's just, it's just always terrifying. I've done it before, but I'm taking a bigger leap and I'm going to do a much larger. Yeah.
0: School. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. I can't wait.
1: It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, And it's a privilege. And it's a terrifying privilege. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. How are you? How are you? It's enough about me. How are you? I'm
0: great. I'm good as well. I've had had one of the best weeks that I've had in a a long time. Just a lot of really cool things. And I think... um, Like what things? Like... What's the um, biggest thing? What's the biggest thing that happened? Let's see. Um,
1: I know what it is. What is it? What do you think the biggest thing is? <laughs> what? Well, I think that the the your friend, the author of The Sober Otter – no, Sobriety Otter. No. Why can't I think of the name of oh, it? Oh,
0: yeah. Sobriety Otter. Posts. Well, I think you just
1: got in touch with somebody that really lit your fire into saying, get your ass to writing, and that in the last week, what's really transformed is you've co- – like, just very similar to how I've committed to teaching an online school and putting my energy into programs you've committed to putting a book proposal together and so I think I mean am I right
0: yeah no you are and it's everything sort of around that I mean the theme was like I I what for Thanksgiving week I spent in Maine and it felt you know those times where you know you are breaking through and I broke through I wrote this piece about my marriage and divorce that I've never been able to articulate before and it was huge for me to do that and it just I yeah I committed and I and I actively asked for help to get get to this next place you know to finish my book proposal to to open my world and and I guess that's (laughs) that's perfect because and since then you know dozens of people have showed up in my life this week that I never knew before And uh, it's just you can feel like when the vibration lifts in a lot, you know, like a notch and it feels like that. And it's just been really nice. I got two amazing gifts from like people, from readers um, that completely touched my heart and in the mail. And Mm. just I don't know, I feel I feel really aligned this week. And, you know, I, I woke up at four thirty, like I, uh, love to do and, and haven't been doing for a couple weeks. And it was just, yeah, it feels, it feels like, um, like you said, you're, you committed and you're, you're moving forward and which is, which is a perfect intro to what we're going to talk about
1: today. Right. Yeah. And I, I think like, it's important to say, like, I love that you said, um, that that you that you that you committed and you ra- and and something opened up and, and your vibration raised and then things started coming into your life because I think that's very true I think the same thing has happened for me since I've committed to this the right things have happened meaning the right calls have come in the right people have come in the right tools have come in and it's true when we when we commit to something we raise our vibration meaning when we energetically align with that which we are which we are seeking want to be. and want to be and are and 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 also I love this Jen Sincero says when you when you cross gratitude with faith when you already like have faith in the things that are not yet manifested that you that you rise to it and so yeah. yeah it's perfect a perfect intro to what we're talking about so what are we talking about we are talking about miracles and angels and we're doing this because first of all it's kind of that time of year when I feel a lot of us some of us can feel like anything is possible. Um, I, th- I feel that way around Christmas, or on Christmas, maybe. I don't know why, but I maybe because it's I believed in Santa for a really long time. Um, like but the I, last year till I was no, I really, honestly, was was until I was I was like twelve or thirteen. I was like one of the oh, last that's ones amazing. to go. Let's just <laughs> not even go there. Gullible to the end. Um, cool. but I but i think it's it's you know you and i we want to discuss this because we as we said how does this relate into sobriety well because both of us have experienced a lot of very miraculous shifts in our lives and before we relied on alcohol and drugs and and destructive things to get us through and now we really both do rely on miracles and it's something Mm -hmm. that has happened in our lives in both of ours and and this is you know not to say it's it's um it's universal for you and I it's a very it's what kind of joins us at the hip is for sure for sure and yeah the I
0: can see and feel these things much more. They're always there. I do believe they're always there and I can look back and see that, but I am so much more aware of those things now. And I like, I use it, you know, I use it and I, uh, and I co-create with it and I depend on it. You know, I think, Oh, you know, no, the coolest thing that happened this week is the book. I, I was delivered my book title
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) you were. And we can't say it, but it's so good. No, we're not going to say it, but it was so so, It it was was, perfect.
0: And I actively asked for it. I've never asked for it before. I asked for it. I prayed for it. And And you
1: surrendered it. I waited. And yeah,
0: and two days later, bam, on the train ride to work, like it came to my head. So yeah, that's wow. It
1: was a big week. It was a really uh, big week. It was.
0: Yeah, so I am ex- super excited to talk about this, and this episode will air on Christ the week of Christmas, mm-hmm. and so it's um, timed that way on purpose. Yeah. So let's go. Let's get into it. We have a that we have a lot of questions to ask each other.
1: Yeah so I'll, I'll do the asking this time you can go first so um the the first question is a double question and i'll just let you kind of sort this out any way you want to but what does a miracle mean to you and what does an angel mean to you
0: yeah a miracle to me and this is i take it directly from a course in miracles um but I see it, oh, it's hard to articulate. I don't know if I've ever articulated this before, but I see it as the, the text in The Course in Miracles says a miracle is just a shift in perception. Yeah. And that sounds, that can sound like no big deal.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: But it is everything. Because what it means is there are, you you don't have to find it in yourself that you can have you, you know a shift of perception can be massive it it is I now do not see alcohol as as and drinking as part of who I am okay that's a shift that's in a, perception
1: and that's a miracle <laughs>
0: and that is a miracle because I can look at that and say I never thought it was possible you know. Uh, A shift in perception can be, I I have a beautiful relationship with my ex-husband, which I'm going to get into a little bit later, and that we have peace between us. And that is a shift in perception. I don't see, and maybe more importantly, I don't see that. My perception is I don't see that I am guilty. I'm guilty in that relationship anymore. I see it as a mutual blessing. Mm -hmm. that's a shift in perception that is a total miracle and so so to me it really is that's what it is it's a shift in perception
1: um and you know what's really beautiful about this i don't mean to interrupt but like you got that letter from that from that reader who said to you something about how from her perspective as somebody who had been married to somebody who who had abused alcohol and she said and then had and overcome it and was sober she gave a great perception from her end of things of how grateful she was to him for what he had done and what he had brought into the relationship. Yeah, And I think that that's so important to say, because I think that also builds on this whole idea of a shift in perception for you. Like you didn't ask for that. It arrived on your door. It literally just landed in your lap. Hey, here's another way to look at it, which is a, a shift in perception, which is a miracle because it helps you release yourself from from yes. so. And it's
0: not and it's not an idea. Right. The perception perception is not an idea. It's a it's like an inner knowing. It's a complete restructuring of how you see something, you know, yeah. so it's we can try to force ourselves to have different ideas about something. And certainly the way we think about it is part of the process. But a percep- you know, shift in perception is so much different. Seeing it with new eyes it's seeing it with eyes, you know. that It's seeing in a way you never thought possible. It's taking the pain away yeah. through through seeing something that way. I, you know, I never thought I would see not drinking as as a a gift and not a massive loss. Never, you know. I never yeah. thought I would see that, and and so I
1: yeah. That's how yeah. That's how I see miracles, and it covers
0: really everything. You know.
1: Yeah. How about it does. you?
0: What's your What's your Well, definite?
1: then I also the other question was, what does an angel mean to you? What is um, and do you want to wait until we get into the littlest angel idea, or do you want to talk about it now?
0: Let's let's do let's stay on miracles. I want to hear okay. your
1: version, and then we can. Yeah. yeah. Well, the best way that and I and I I you know obviously I stayed a course of miracles, and I've I've the shift in perception is that is what I whenever I ask for a miracle, I I remind myself that I'm not asking for you know, a Ferrari to show up on my doorstep, or I'm really asking for, I'm really asking to see something different, and to see it with love, and to, you know, and to remove the blocks within me to see what's there, uh, and to find the other way, and I'll, you know, I know what I'm asking for when I ask of it, but the best way that I've ever heard it described, because that, because The Course in Miracles, that wrapping my mind around the shift in perception you're right. It doesn't seem like a big deal. It doesn't seem like it doesn't see, it doesn't add up on some level when you read it the first time. And yeah. I had to, I mean, I was, when I first, when I first started getting into it, I, I got into a course of in miracles through Gabby Bernstein's work and her, her book may cause miracles. And I remember just thinking a miracle was, was like the, the heavens opening up and, and light shining upon you. And I thought of it as this other thing. And I, it did not, it didn't get through my mind. And the first time I'll say it really got through to me uh, on, a, on a way that I could explain was understand, was when I heard uh, Deepak Chopra talk about it mm-hmm. and he boiled down to the root word of it and it comes from, I it's either Greek or Latin. I think it's Latin, mirari, which is M-I-R-A-R-I. Yeah. And that just means to behold with rapt attention. -hmm. And when I thought about it, and I thought about the times that miracles had presented in my life, it was, it was the the impression was that these things, these things that I now was seen as miracles um, had always been there for me and had always been going on around me. I mean, just from the, you know, just from the fact that I, you know, like these, these simple silly things like, um, like one time I, uh, I, you know, just almost stepped out into traffic when I was in Italy and, and something caught me and I stepped back and a motorcycle came tearing around the corner and just like within, you know, within a centimeter of my face, you know, like Mm -hmm. all these things that happen around you, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. like the world is, is a constant miracle. I mean we see it much yeah. differently but the idea was that that I got that day when I heard him explain it was that it's actually beholding what is happening around you a miracle is beholding with rapt attention all that unfolds around you and so that's how i see it um i do see it in the course miracles way but when i explain it to anybody i'm just it's more like you're paying attention yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i think
0: that's that's totally right Mm
1: -hmm okay so the second Um, question is when was the first time that you became aware that miracles were working in your life
0: oh gosh um the first time it's hard to to trace the first time but i'm going to relate it to sobriety because that's what is most you know near to me in this conversation anyway
1: yeah
0: um Actually, can you go first with this one? I have yeah. like two I'm wrestling with, and I don't know.
1: I'd love to. Yeah, because I remember it. I mean, it's like the story. I mean, I you know, the, I sometime and it was like early October. I know the exact date. I've actually traced it back to my Amazon order of uh, of the Easy Way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but in October, early October, uh, two thousand and twelve, I I woke up in same situation. I've told this story many times. I I woke up same situation I'd been in over the years, increasing frequency. Um, in a really pitiful situation, I was in my apartment. It was disgusting. I'd been on a bender. I was hungover. I woke up. I had a Jameson bottle in my hand, and I didn't have sheets on my bed. And you know, it was just like the. It was just the. It was the. It was the lowest of the low and I crawled out of bed, got on the floor and for the first time just, you know, asked for help and said I couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, just, I just, I scream, I mean, I screamed gutturally for help. And then Mm -hmm. I got on with my life and I did what I always do after, you know, a bender, which was I, I, you know. I took my trash out and I, you know, just kind of like was going to move into my day hungover, you know, try, try and hide the bloat, try and, uh, you know, clean it up. And, uh, I went and got coffee and I was so, I was still drunk. I mean, I was so clearly yeah. still drunk uh. and, um, went to Starbucks and did the same thing. Got my, got my bacon Gouda sandwich, got my coffee, <laughs> came back into my apartment building and this guy that had been, um, been fired from from uh, where I worked was he was a he'd been he was an engineer where I worked and he was standing in my lobby and I just um like talking to my landlord and, and my building and this guy I'd known him for years I hadn't seen him in a month and he'd not lived in San Francisco and I knew that and I'd known him and I just I walked in and I was so in this drunken haze and I just was like the fuck are you doing here? And, um, like, just, just stopped in my tracks, and he yeah. was like, I live here now. And yeah. I was like, you live in my building? And then he was like, yeah. And um, he was like, you know, hold on, let me finish talking to Chuck, and then let's go on a walk. And we went on a walk, and and on this walk, he was telling me something, like, we were talking about, you know, what had happened, and I was, I'm still drunk, I'm on this walk, and I, like, um, you know, I have a meeting to lead. I have, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just disgusting. I'm the whole time I'm sitting there I'm thinking can he smell me?
0: Right, you just feel black. Oh
1: god. Yeah, like like barely there. And um and but I you know, went on a walk with him and then he tells me something to to he tells me something specific to about a doctor. Um a doctor friend of mine. Well, so the doctor friend of mine is um I'm babysitting for this doctor friend of mine that we'd all work together and babysitting for this doctor friend of mine in like two days and so he tells me tell you know such and tell dr x this and so i go back i start my day i email you know dr x remind me to tell you about what happened to me this morning two days later i'm on my way to dr x's house to babysit his kids and dr x <sighs> Gets on the BART, which is like the public transportation with me. We 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 don't work at the same location. We work at the same company, we don't work at the same location. He ends up on BART with me. Crowded. Rush hour traffic. I
0: haven't even heard this story. It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: It's crazy. So we're just talking and it gives us this time. Normally I get over to his house and he and his wife are there and she's this fabulous, like Thing and I'm lover and we're you know the whole time we're just talking about you know whatever like we we would have had no time to talk if I if I had landed at his house but we have this time we're on public transportation together and I'm telling him about what's happening or what's happened and and I was like I've got to you know oh I needed to relay this story to you I was specifically asked to tell you this and he says and we get to talking about this guy and he says something about this guy and he says something about the guys um. Uh, something about borderline. Per- this brings up the discussion of 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 not borderline personality disorder, but of some other some other um, DSM classifications, some other other mental thing, and it hits me. It just hits me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, I, I go cold, and I know something is in that, and I push, and I say, what does that mean? And, and he said, and he explains to me the behavior of what this, this issue is, and the behavior hits me even colder. And then I said, um... And he's, and I said, I I, like, I asked him one more thing and he goes, it's like borderline personality disorder, but women tend to have borderline personality disorder. Men don't tend to have it or something along those lines. And he said, so it's like, it would be the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, what's borderline personality disorder? And he explains it to me. And then I'm just like shocked cold because I know I have borderline personality (laughs) disorder. And so... He and his wife leave. I get on, you know, put the kids to bed. I get on my computer and I start researching borderline personality disorder and I take this like online test and it's, it's like, I think there's 13 questions in it and I was 12 out of 13 affirmative. And then that was it. Uh, That was it. That was when I got serious and that was when I bought, you know, an easy way to control alcohol. I went home that weekend. I actually sat with my mom and I just, we hadn't talked about it for years, but she knew I was losing my mind. And I said, I believe I have this mental condition and told my sister and they both held my hands. And that was like the jump off point. Jump that off, was yeah. that was the like and so it wasn't an, and it didn't occur to me. None of this occurred to me. None of this. I didn't put right. any of it you together. It. Mm-hmm. But then like a couple months later, I was talking to one of my friends. We're out at a bar, like maybe a month, maybe six weeks later, I was sober at this point. And I said, and she's, like, talking about how proud she is of me and all this. And, like, I was kind of asking me about it. And I tell her this story. And I'm sitting there. And I was, like, do you get it? And, like, because yeah. the first time I put it, it was, like, I, I'd been putting it together and putting it together. And then I sat there. And I just said, do you see what happened? Like, do you get it? And I was, like, do you understand what happened? And, like, yeah. I, I was overwhelmed by it. And she was, like... Yeah, you know, and I just was sitting there and but she went it. on and yeah. I knew and I was like that was a that was like the grace of something f- far more intelligent than I am. There was oh. there was something so at play there. Wow. And every time I tell this story I get like tingles on my scalp and you know, it mm-hmm. just the whole thing – and I would I would later go back and tell Dr. X, you were part of my path. And he, he always, like, would laugh and say, like, I don't get it. And I was like, no, you – you, like, in that moment, you were part of – like, you were the reason. Eh, you were the reason.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah. So that – I mean, that to me – I it's, mean, there's
0: – Yeah. It's perfect. I mean, it's the perfect example of God working through other people, working through people, you know, and the conditions and the universe and uh, – I mean, what are the chances of all those things happening?
1: There's no chances of those things happening. And the the thing is that it was minutes after I fell on my floor and prayed and just mm-hmm. finally broke open and said, "I can't do it." Minutes after I come back in and there's a dude standing in my lobby. I'll never get over it. I'll never get over it. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And
0: it's and it's it's. I know. I know. I know. Oh. I, you know, so now I'm thinking about what my, my, I don't have a story that at least that I, I have put together yet. I, I'm sure there are, but I don't have a story that, spe- you know, intricate and specific yet, but I, I have so many of those, you know, and, mm-hmm. and one, I, I, one I can remember <clears throat> really distinctly because it was a turning point for me was work, work was a really um, hard Peace for me in getting sober it mm. was I I didn't want it you know I I I associated work with drinking and that's how we I was at a new job I didn't know everybody you know at all yet and I you know I always thought that that's how you do it that's how you get to know these people but I was in such a place that I had already got my DUI, I'd already, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people in my life knew that I shouldn't be drinking. So I had a lot of fear around it. And I thought, you know, I, I didn't know how to get past this work thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really completely stressing me out. It was, it was, um, it was a hard because that's how we spend most of our day. I didn't know how to, you know, I was, I had a big job and I didn't feel like I was able to connect with anyone. I was struggling. And I, asked for help i said please send me something please send me something so i can get through this Uh, because it was also just a big barrier to me getting sober you know I, i i was still split i was very split with that so i i prayed for that in the morning and then that that day for lunch a Bunch of people decided to walk out and go for lunch. And I never do. I never do that. I usually did my own thing. I went running or gym or something. And I I was like, okay, I'll do it. We're walking out. And this girl that I hadn't really been friends with, um, I mean, we worked in the same department. But she, we're walking down the stairs of our building and she turns around. Everyone's talking about what happened over the weekend or whatever. And she turns around and makes some kind of comment. About drinking, that I that indicated to me that she had stopped, and <sighs> that she, and that she had a problem. That you know, it was just the way she said it. I'm sure no one else noticed it, but I did, and I locked onto it. And and as we were walking back, her and I um, paired up together, and I was like, "Hey, what you know what 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 was that?" And we immediately connected over it. And so she was the first person that knew that I, you know, about this at work. And it was like, I was sent, you know, that's an, it was like an angel in a miracle all at once. Right. I just, it opened up so much for me because it was, that problem was now solved, you know, like <clears throat> I could, I could have it be known with, at least with her at work. Mm. And I said, I asked her that day, said, will you go to a meeting with me tonight? And she'd never been. And I'd been to like two. Um, but I was desperate. And I was like, I need to get a sponsor. That's what I'm going to do tonight. I don't know where those words came from. I didn't even know how to go about getting a sponsor. But I was like, I am going to this meeting and I need you to go with me. I'm not going to go by myself. And she came with me. It was a big meeting in, Parks, uh, in Boston. And... <clears throat> I sat there in the meeting totally – oh, God, now I'm realizing how much happened. Okay. <laughs> so so two, thing, <clears throat> two things. One was I heard this guy speak where it was the first time that I – you know, people say I heard someone tell my story. Well, I heard this guy tell my story, and it was the first time that that had happened, and it was – you know, up until then, my the meetings that I had gone to had been <clears throat> really frustrating – and disappointing and sort of just like depressing to me and that meaning i really connected with what this guy said and he mentioned that he his home group was in marblehead which is where i you know close to where i am so i made a mental note of that and then after the meeting they someone stood up they they have like people that you know if you're new you can come talk to this woman or this man and the woman that stood up, I told my friend, I said, I'm going to go talk to her and ask her to be my sponsor. <laughs> and I did. And she was. And through her, I met almost everybody that I know, um, you know, in, in my circles. Um, huh. It was my entree. And, and that changed everything for me. It changed everything and it was you know I'm realizing now as I'm telling you I had it was all in a matter of a day I had asked I had asked um that morning and then I was delivered my new work friend and then I was delivered to a meeting and then I was delivered a sponsor and then the second part of that third part or fourth part or whatever is this man that spoke I made a note and I went to I went to where, you know, meetings in that area to the to the main sort of room where there are meetings in that town. And I found what is now my, my home group and all of the, you know, where I really, really got sober.
1: Yeah.
0: And I saw him in a meeting there, you know, several months later. And I said, you cha- you, you totally changed everything for me. And, you know, he was like, okay, you know, it, that's just what happens. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's, I guess it's the same, you know, as I'm talking, I'm realizing how much unfolded in just a day. And it was all because I asked and nothing, you know, I didn't do anything different. It was just, I followed those little breadcrumbs of intuition that you do. Yeah. That are
1: given to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um. So the next question starts to focus on angels and... um. I love this, like, one of the, and I think, I mean, for me, I look at angels in a lot of different ways. Um, I have a lot of different beliefs that surround them. But one of the things that I, I do believe, I do believe that that every encounter that we have with, with every single human um, is, is divine. And this comes from one of your yours and my favorite um, books. It's a children's book, and it's called The Littlest Angel. Oh my god, it's so good! And anybody listening, I just highly recommend that you get this book. It's a really short children's book, and it's, um, it's fantastic. But the the premise of this is that there's a there's a little angel, and this little you know this littlest angel is is up in heaven, and this littlest angel is basically saying that um, that he wants to learn forgiveness and. Um, and God tells him that um, there's nothing to forgive and and he can't really, you know, learn something that um, isn't necessary. I mean, you know, they're talking very meta and this little angel basically is saying, oh, I really want to learn to forgive somebody. And then another little angel comes up and says, I'll show you how to, you know, I'll, I'll teach you how to learn forgiveness. I'll, I'll help you with it. And mm-hmm. this little angel gets really excited and says, thank you, thank you, thank you. And. Um, like, I don't get it. How are you going to help me learn forgiveness? And yeah. this other little angel says, um, "The next time that that we're you know, car- that the next time that we're incarnate, um, I you know, the next time that we're down as human beings." Um, you know, I'll come into your life and I'll do something just so terrible to you. Um, I will smite you and I will I will do, you know, I'll give you something to forgive. I'll give you something heinous to forgive. And the littlest angel is like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for this. <laughs> and, and then this other angel that's agreed to come into his life says, but you've got to remember one thing. You've got to remember, um, you have to remember who you are. Because if you forget who you are and you don't forgive me, then I'll forget who I am, and then we'll have to have somebody else come into the situation to help us. And so the premise of the story is essentially this: that um, that these relationships that we have, that some of the more challenging and brutal relationships we have, is really just another angel, just another pure being that's come into our lives and come into our path to help the evolution of our of our soul, to help teach us the lessons that we otherwise would would never get to. To learn the lessons that we need to learn and um and so you know the idea i told you know i've sent it around there's a really great youtube video where this woman reads it and i've sent it around to my sister and it's really I remember funny when you
0: sent it to yeah, me it's so good <laughs> it, it is and she's a little cookie and it's, oh she's crazy and it's wonderful though you're like don't you know she's crazy She's amazing, and I I bawled, I bawled yeah. when I read when I when oh, I listened to it. God. Me I need to too. go back to it. Um, that was like one of our first exchanges. It's funny.
1: Yeah, well, and and the takeaway I got this. My coach sent this to me when I was involved with. I mean, the very I've blogged extensively about a really destructive relationship I've been in with a man for the last. Um, for almost two years, and uh, that I'm no longer in. But I, he would bring me to my knees. I mean, we would be fine one day, and the next day, you know, he'd be, he'd, he'd just, he'd slice me open, and uh, with words and actions and. I, she sent it to me and just in this moment of, of reading this, I understood, I mean, I've understood this, this, uh, this concept that comes from A Course in Miracles, which is every relationship is an assignment, but, and I knew that, I knew that on some level, but until really, like, experiencing it, it. through mm-hmm. this... Um, and really having somebody cut me down, I mean, I can, I can look back on this, and I'm so grateful that I got into this relationship with this man because he brought me to my knees, and he told me some of the most hateful and horrible things about myself that I've ever learned. And I know that sounds awful, but it's true yeah. that, like, in forgiving him and in remembering who I am despite all of this and remembering who he is despite all of this, I've found some of the more um, – I've found – I mean, i found grace. And so yeah. – so the question then is, um, what what is you know that's and that's what that's when I think of angels, that is what I think. I think angels can come to us and be these thing. They like you know, for instance, I was traveling alone one time and this I was terrified and. This older couple came to me and asked me for help, and they happened to be traveling the entire way I was going. And everywhere we went, they were like, "Can you help me with this? Can you help me with this?" And in helping them, um, they and then they departed right at my last stop on this on this train ride. And in helping them, they had helped me, and I had just they were the kindest, sweetest angels. And, and sometimes I think angels look like that, and then sometimes I think angels, you know, look like the man I that I was script, sleeping right? with, where they just they they tear you up and they they terrorize you and they bring you to your knees and they help you remember who you are. So I think angels, you know, are, are really any encounter we have with another human being. And I'm I'm really curious if so. okay. Yeah, Do I
0: don't I, I would say the same, totally. I think it's I I, I see and, and I also believe in like the um what's the right word? The mystical angel T- you know that are not incarnate in this life and um i'm just now starting to really learn more about that you know i i about angels you know they're
1: that are mi- mystical um you know that it exists in. how are you learning about it like what is when you're saying i'm just beginning to learn more about it i'm what learning is...
0: about it so carolyn um, mace does talks a lot about angels uh, learning through her. Um, I mean, obviously, Doreen Virtue is like yeah. an angel, angel woman. Yeah. And I, I got one of her decks. Uh, and I'm learning a lot through her. And it's, yeah. it. You know, my friend, one of my dear friends in sobriety who I've talked about a lot on this podcast, someone that I knew in college, would always say to me, pray to your angels, pray to your angels. And I was yeah. like, yeah. Whatever that means, I don't know even know what that means. You know, it just yeah. what didn't hit me yet, but but I see it now, and in yeah, and I also see it on them, you know, at on earth and in earth school, too. In earth school, the everyday, you know, the people that come in uh, to your life, to my life, and in the same thing you said, they can be extremely painful uh, situations or they can be people that just help you get from one part of the street to the next. That's you know? right. That's and right. Hit, and hit you um, in, you know, magically. I, I met an angel yesterday when I went to this coffee shop. I mean, this kid was talking and he just was lit up and we exchanged like they had this beautiful exchange and he asked me what my name was at the end. And his name was Jordan. Hi, Jordan at A&J King <laughs> Bakery in Salem. And I was like, that was that was amazing. And yeah, so I,
1: I am much the same as you. That's great. I like, I'm glad you talked about the mystical aspect of it because I think that's also a big part of, um, of my belief system as well. And so to, you know, kind of move along, like the last two questions that we're going to ask in this is, um, what is the biggest miracle moment that you've had? And then also, um, I'll say, we'll, we'll start with that. What's in your, in your whole experience of this, <sighs> What is the um, the biggest miracle moment that you've had? Oh, huh. And you're since being sober. I yeah. know that's why we didn't prepare though. Like so just like just, you know, uh, oh, pick one.
0: This is gonna sound really messed up, but but it is. I do see it as my biggest miracle moment. Um, which I is is what I consider my bottom.
1: Mm.
0: moment and i don't i haven't gone into any kind of detail on this in the podcast and i don't even do it in writing but i'll do it now so my my bottom moment uh my brother's wedding was in july of 2013 i was terrified about this wedding in a lot of ways, I was looking forward to it, but I had this deep down fear in my belly because drinking was a real problem at that time. It was an acute problem, you know, that was after i had had my DUI. It was when really all the, the wheels had just come off. It was after I'd separated with my husband. I was scared all the time. And I it, I was truly at that point where I never knew what was going to happen when yeah. I drank. Yeah. what was you know it, it, I had no idea it was like Russian roulette you know two times I would be okay and the third time I would end up waking up in a strange place uh you know on a Tuesday it just I never knew and so I had some fear going into it and I the the first you know I I uh, also I had some fear because I had to drink. Like I did, I knew I would be drinking. Obviously it was the wedding, you know, and there would be a lot of it. And how was it going to, you know, I was so afraid of what I would, what would possibly happen. And I I brought my daughter um, to the wedding with all my family was there. And the day of the wedding, we started pretty early. I was severely hungover from the night before. Um, mm-hmm. But I felt okay that I had made it through that night generally unscathed and didn't embarrass myself that I knew of. Um, and, you know, started out at 11 in the morning with champagne or whatever. And I proceeded to drink pretty much all day, you know, and not – it. I wasn't drunk until um, you know, the wedding, but but that night I we had a babysitter for my daughter and a couple other of the kids. And I um, got extremely drunk at the reception and I went to relieve the babysitter at some point in the night, uh, you know, like 10 or 11 or something. And I, so she, the babysitter left the hotel room and I was there with my daughter and this isn't a complete blackout. I don't remember it, but I woke up not in my room and not with my daughter. And I woke up to, um, a lot of text messages from my family and Wondering, you know, where I was. And my daughter had made it to um, safely to my family Hmm. in the hotel. And I, I, the chances of that happening, first of all, are a total miracle. You know, this is a hotel of thousands and thousands and thousands of people. She was four. And There were a big string of events that led her to, to ultimately to my mother. But, but um, she did, and I, yeah, I um, obviously was horrified completely. I was in complete panic. Um, But I obviously didn't realize the full weight of what was happening. Jeez, and, right? Yeah. And, and I, um, you know, that I can look on that now and I, I have a hard time talking about it. I, I have a hard time thinking about it. Um, but I, I can look back on that now and see it as the most horrific. And I, you know, it didn't stop drinking at that point, but I, I can look back on that now. It was absolutely the turning point. And I can look back on that now as, as my biggest miracle, you know, without a doubt, because one, my daughter made her way back to me and two, it took that to shake me um, to getting sober. And I can look at that now and say, you know, my, I was meant to be here, you know, I was meant yeah. to be this pers- person doing this thing. I know that I know that with every cell in my body, I don't, uh, you know, maybe there would have been some other way to get me there, but I don't know. And I, it it took, it took what it took, you know, it took that, it took that, which um, was completely horrific. And, you know, I look at, and she's a miracle. We are a miracle, you know. She our relationship and and her. Um. So I look at her as you know, and that as as being absolutely my number one miracle, and her as being you know my number one angel for sure.
1: And I just have to say, I think like I mean I know that's that's so. You've never even told me this, and I know this is so hard for you, um, to share that. And I I can only I mean I can, I can't imagine. And I just have to say, um. I think it's so important that you share this part and that you talk about it because I think there's a special shame that goes out to mothers, and especially I mean you're you're not the only mother that's ever done something like this. You're you know you're you're just not. I've I know I know, oh, I know. women. I mean I you of course you know that. Um, but I think our the people that are listening. I know there's mothers that drink and drive, and I know there's mothers that have done all sorts of things. Um, that is there's just I mean it's somebody that doesn't have children. I just can I can't imagine. I actually can't imagine. And so I think it's a really important story for you. You know, miracles aside, I think it's a very important story for you to share. And I just want to say thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't even think I've told you that. No, you so, never have.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah, so that that is it. No, <laughs> <Well>, that's big. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, lo- and you, what's yours in sobriety your
1: biggest miracle so far? <laughs> um yeah, you know, I would say like I've had something not similar to that, but I've had those moments where I, I knew that like I was here for a reason and I was meant to survive mm-hmm. this. Um I wrote about one recently, like I, I choked on beef um the day my niece was born oh. in my apartment by myself and um and I You're had that same. Choked. You
0: almost died. Oh, I almost died. No, for
1: sure. I mean, I I lost. I was. Uh, I was. I was not breathing. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I knew at that moment. I knew in that moment the same thing. It was. It was. Um, like like almost like. I think from that that on, I kind of got this this feeling of like. Um, I mean, like currently, I'm not really afraid to die because I feel like, um. I'll die when I'm meant to die, I mean, like, um, so there's that, but I think, like, I would say the most, the thing that stands out the most is just, like, one of those, like, it's, like, so, it's so, um, storybook that I can't help but share it, like, I have, I I can't not, um, so for me, one of my biggest struggles in this was coming to, like, um, getting past my, um, protestant upbringing and um I I mean I fell out completely out of my mom was my sunday school teacher I I fell completely out of faith and and was was not atheist but I was agnostic for sure and um just there was a part of me that wondered and part of me that also just didn't give a fuck and um I when I started coming into this side of things, when I started, you know, moving through sobriety and really coming to find, um, you know, and I did Course of Miracles and, and I was just trying to find joy and faith and something bigger. I just, I was finding something bigger and I couldn't put a name to it. And when I was still drinking, I actually started going to church. Um, cause I would have just taken it from anywhere. I was going everywhere. I was going Everywhere yeah. that I could possibly go yeah. to find it. And um, I went to church and I started – and then I did kundalini training. And so I'd go to church and this church I went to, you know, it was like Jesus is our Savior. And, and um, have you accepted Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior? And I was just always very – I knew enough about Jesus but not enough about Jesus to kind of question the whole thing is Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And I had this girl that I was going to church with who would ask me that. And then I started doing kundalini training and I um, and I found God through kundalini. And their kundalinis are super, you know, God focused and um and so and it's also you know, it's like a, it's a it's based on Sikhism, which is a religion. It's you know, there it's a it's you know, some people call it a cult. Um but yeah. kundalini yoga it's definitely there's definitely a religion that comes along with it and so at one point I was super into that and I was at lunch with one of my girlfriends and she I was telling her about being depressed and she said well I think it's because you haven't accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior and at that moment I full on threw Jesus out I was just like done with you Jesus like and I you know told her I was never coming to church again and that I like that I was allowed to have a different faith and I told her that I might be Kundalini and that my name was Sukhinder Kar and that I might a seek and I like marched out I was just like how dare you question my faith and tell me my depression is because of Jesus and so I mean you know and I just like and so I was just law. I mean this whole thing has been you know I'm very certain in things I feel very certain in my own faith now but that was a very long path and it was a very very confused path and um, <clears throat> so when I was in, you know, checked to being in Rome in 2014, i just quit my job. I was, I'd just quit smoking cigarettes and pot. It'd been, you know, it was, it was uh, over a year sober from alcohol. It had been, you know, 18 months since I started my path towards sobriety. And I, um, you know, had just, you know, like, um, I, I was, you know, way over Jesus. And I was also, I had just gone to the ashram, the kundalini ashram, and I'd freaked the fuck out at some of the aspects of that. And I had then gone into my Kundalini training and said, I am not Sukhinderkar. And so, anyway, I went through this whole rejection and I was talking to my coach and I was in Rome and Jesus is everywhere. And <clears throat> And I couldn't figure out what to do with Jesus. I felt you know I don't know why to how how to explain this other than to just no, say yeah. I didn't know what to do with Jesus. I kept on seeing Jesus right. as a brother, not a father. I kept on seeing Jesus yeah. as like and it like, was, like
0: and it was holding you back or it, it was, was holding or- me
1: back. And I was just and I was telling my coach about it and I finally was just like I'm being driven nuts by Jesus. Like I don't get what to do with it. I feel like I'm going like I feel like I'm I felt like I was missing something and I was a failure and there was some like big part of it. And not only that, I was super depressed at this time in Rome. When I went back there right after quitting my job, I was trying to start my company and um I was so I wasn't tethered. I was so lost. I spent those and I was also I was in this weird thing with the guy that I've been sleeping with. I was in Rome and I was texting him every day and fighting with him every day. Yeah, and I was just, like, Oh, I was, su- was such a mess. I was such a mess. So anyway, the story is this, I had a meeting with my coach and I said, I don't know what to do with Jesus, and I need help. And she explained Jesus. She said, Jesus was more, you know, her explanation to me. She's a Sufi. She's um, a Sufi nun. She's a Buddhist. She's a, um, you know, she's everything. And, you know, she's all the colors. And she said... Oh, honey, mm-hmm. Jesus was more Buddha than Buddha was Buddha. She was like, don't think of him as your like, you don't have to think of him as, as it's been given to you your whole life. You get to come up with your own relationship with him and don't make it so, don't take it so uh. seriously like you're going to hell. And she said, I want you to go around and like go to, go, you're in Rome, so go find your Jesus statues and go, go ask him what he, what he is. And so anyway, I did this this day. Uh. I go around and I go to all these, like I went to this, there's this beautiful Michelangelo um, in uh, one of my favorite churches and um, that's behind the Pantheon and I went in and I like kneeled at that Jesus and I was like, who are you? And to, like, what is this? Why Why am I so disturbed by this? Okay. And not only that, it's also on one of the days where I'm just like, who am I? And what am I doing here? And I felt so alone and so, it was just one of the more confused days of my life. And... um. So I go to bed and I'm like, my prayer for the day was like, please reveal yourself. Like, please tell me I'm not alone. Please reveal yourself to me. Please tell me I'm not alone. And I know this sounds super God, but like this was more like angelic. This was super angelic. This wasn't like, this was not Bible thumping religion. And so I like was just like, please tell me like I'm not alone. Please tell me I'm not alone. Okay. So get this. I go to bed. I'm like sleeping in an apartment on like the 11th floor. I have a balcony and I have double doors and I would sleep with the doors open and it's like um, it's probably April at this point, April 2014 and I go to bed and in the middle of the night I get woken up by thunder and lightning like the whole room is lighting up and the like the ground is shaking and the rain is pouring in my room. And I'll share a video of this because I have the video of it still. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, what is this? I'm freaking out, right? Okay. And I like, I, like, I can't believe the chain lightning that I'm seeing. So I go no. to my phone nice. to grab it because I'm going to post this on Instagram. I go to my <laughs> phone and it's 333. Okay. So I follow angel numbers as well. Angel numbers, it's like when you see 111 recurring or 222. And yeah. so I look at my phone and I was like, it's 333. In the fucking morning you're kidding me so 333 the translation of that is it's this literally the ascended masters have heard your call and they are letting you know that they are by your side and then uh-uh. it goes no it does it does and then it says <laughs> like for example jesus and so i i mean that's what it fucking said so anyway i'm (laughs) sitting there and i was like shaking and screaming and like this is not like it was literally like they've heard your call girl there with you. So that's like my. Not even,
0: not even like, that's not even uh, like, it, it, that's so overt. It's not even. No, I know.
1: I was just like, like, this doesn't, you know, like, you, you don't ask for a miracle and see it usually. You don't ask for something and like see it that no. clearly. And it was like, I literally got woken up at that time. I mean, I can't, I can't even, I can't even. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I just couldn't even. And so that was the point where, honestly, that was also the point where I made my peace with Jesus just more as my Jesus is Buddha. You know, my Jesus is a very Buddha, Buddha Buddha-like Jesus. And so anyway, so that's, yeah, that's Uh, my like miracle, which is big.
0: I've heard it. I've heard you tell that. That's funny because we've we've obviously talked so much, but it's, I haven't heard it all at once. Oh, it's so good. now, Now I, now I get it.
1: It's so good, yeah. I texted Zoe. I was like, You're not gonna believe this, and like, um, uh, yeah, yeah I do it. believe it, yeah, um, yeah. so <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's it, and um, kind of moving on to wrap this up, um what is I guess like the the last question is, what's your biggest angel moment, like when you know, separate from a miracle, what do you what is a moment where you felt the presence of something um Angelic, either working through another human being or working from something that you cannot see.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I might have you go first on this one because oh. um, I'm struggling with it a little bit. I know. Do you have yours?
1: Um. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess like um... I know
0: what it is. Oh God. Okay. Tell you go. 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 I had this earlier and then I, and then it sleeped out of my brain, but um, this is so dumb. Okay. So it's not dumb. It's just a little embarrassing to say, but it's true. You, like, by far have been one of my biggest angels. I mean, by far. And I, I think about it a lot, but I, but I don't always. Now, because we talk every day and we work yeah, together, no. you know, I don't consider it um, as often. But but then, you know, every every few weeks or once in a while it will hit me that I didn't know you before. I know, <laughs> you know, that I didn't know you before. And I remember when we, I, I had you had contacted me on Instagram, and I felt like, you know, that there was this little, there's a, there was a thing, there was a little charge there and we got in touch. And I remember thinking there's something about this, this big, you know, this, like follow this girl, you know, we're going to, she's going to help you. You're going to help her. And that's what it's been. And, you know, it's totally, True. It's you. You've been, you know. You're, yes, you're my friend, and we like joke and snort and like tell Tinder <laughs> stories. Uh, but we also, you know, you continually are an angel in my life. You know that yeah. reminds me who I am, and um, I I wouldn't. I don't think I would be where I am with this today. But I know no. I wouldn't with without you. And and that sounds so. No, yeah.
1: it doesn't. Right. Because- because- it doesn't right, because you're my too. True. Oh, my God. Like, you know, when you... Um, Are you crying in the morning? Shut up. Um, <laughs> oh. I'm totally crying. Um, you know, like, it's that... Um, I mean, I wished for you, you know? Like, it's so crazy, but I started doing this, and I was just like, I can't do this alone, you know? And you and I have, like, always said, well, we're going to – you know, we always had this, like, silly thing of, like, we're going to work together somehow, um, you know? But it's just, like – and then you don't even notice it, and all of a sudden you're doing – this is, all. This you is are. like, our 23rd episode or our 24th, and, and you are, like, you're the thing, right? Like, you're so the thing. Like, you're the thing that, like, I go to when it's broken. You're the thing. Like, you know, like that one moment when – when, When Jay, like, when he called me a psycho bitch or whatever, and that one morning, remember, and you just, like, I called you and you just, you had that, like, you just, it's so funny because, you know, you and I can both be the biggest, like, blubbering messes and, like, puddles on the floor. And then yet if we need one another, we just are able to erect and, like, you know, like, you, you. Yeah. right like you just you all oh, you never fail no matter what's going on in your life you never fail to step up to the plate and rise to like to stand me up and and it's true like I prayed for you I did like I and there's that what is that like that one quote I wish for you I wished you into existence I, I or dreamed
0: you into existence. I dreamed you into
1: yeah. existence yeah I know sometimes I don't think you're real I just don't I sometimes I don't think you're real and it's not to say and you're right like I mean I can be such a bitch to you and I'm so sorry this last week I was so not nice to you that one morning when you when you gave me feedback on that post um you told me I used too many dashes. Anyway, um, but like I just, yeah, yeah. I mean, you. This is it's so true. Like you're the good angel. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: I know. It's it's pretty special. It's lucky, and you know, it's it is um, it is a total gift of sobriety too. I really do think that. I think you were meant to help get me sober, and meant to help get me. You know, you definitely don't let me play small. And that's what I, what I needed, you know, what I have needed. I, you have told me, especially recently, you know, like, look, I know, you know, it's not, it's, you're, stop playing small,
1: basically. Uh, And those are, those are angel messages. Sure. Yeah, I know. One day we'll write a book together. But like your your relation, like our friendship has been, um, it's been, it's been the thing. So yeah, yeah. Oh, now I didn't bro- expect to now answer that. We broke
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
1: Uh, yeah. Now that
0: everyone shut us off. Um, <laughs> Done. Have a, have a good
1: Christmas, guys. no I think it's like so hopeful I think it's so hopeful I think so many people need to hear that like you that on this side um your best friends are waiting um and your your angels are you know your angels are always here they're always here um but sometimes they show up as you know people on Instagram (laughs)
0: Do you have a Do you have another angel you want to talk about, or do I get to be the
1: one? You get to be the one. You get to be the one. <laughs> okay. You're my one. So
0: i th- I think that's it. Yeah, right? let's wrap We're, this up before we, we lose everybody up.
1: forever. Um, yeah, this is great. This was, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. Like, it's, it's, it's. Here's a really great, great quote that's been um, that I've had. I have never had a chance to use it, but coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. I don't know if you've ever heard that one. It's an Albert Einstein quote. But I think yep. in, in all of this, um, I'll just, I'll end with that, that this is, you know, this. there's a really beautiful, perfect thing happening all the time, all around us, all the people that are around us, all the things that are around us. And you don't have to really believe in, in, in God. You don't have to believe in, you know, but, but just, no. it's a matter of like, it's a matter of being present for all of the gifts and seeing them.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I think, you know, by the time this airs, we will be right up to Christmas and it can be so hard to to be sober and, you know, uh, it can be so much. So hopefully this is a little bit of a bright spot and a reprieve from all of that. And, um, the, the miracles are happening, even if your family's crazy and you're fucked up and they're fucked up and everything is is nuts. Um, and you're
1: broke, and we're here in your ears, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as
0: proof that the miracles are abound. Yeah, so.
1: no matter how hard it gets, they always do. Um, yeah. So I, our next episode is our year in review. Um, I don't yeah. know how we're gonna do that. But I'm really excited about it because I love talking about the past, and um, too, yeah,
0: and milestones.
1: Milestones, yeah. I don't really like. I keep on going. I run really fast, and I keep going. And so sometimes it's really nice to be like, oh yeah. Um, I know
0: it's a good force forcing to see what has happened. So yeah, that'll be great, and then it'll be
1: 2016. Yeah. Um. So all right. Yeah. Happy- Sunday. Can I plug can I plug Hip sobriety school can I do that Totally. Okay. Uh, if you go to my website, www.hipsobriety, H-I-P-S-O-B-R-I-E-T-Y.com, and you look at the Work With Me page, you'll be able to link through and you can still sign up. Um, the course is $495. This is – no, 497 This is half as much as I did it previously um, because yeah. I want to make it open to as many people as possible. So it's an eight-week course. begins January. 11th, runs for 8 weeks, and the materials are accessible um, forever. And it is just a great way for you to meet other sober people, but also to really start to understand the mechanics of how sobriety works and also to really empower yourself around your own path. works on yoga, meditation. We go into neurobiology relationships. Uh, I work with a nutritionist. I work with a therapist. So we talk about trauma. Breath work, work, all sorts of stuff. So it's a really great way for you to – um, to up your game, and uh, I, and it's also my great joy to um, to teach this stuff and to bring this stuff and to collect it and, and present it to you. So um, I do hope you check it out. There is limited availability, um, so I'm, I'm maxing it. So I just want to make sure that um, if you're interested in it, you get a chance to do it. So,
0: yeah, thanks. and as someone who was involved last time, it was it was a game changer for sure. I know, you know, I'm still very close with a lot of the women
1: that all of the women that participated. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. Thanks Love for letting it. me plug it. Okay. Bye. 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 Um, I did not mean to make you cry. I cry very easily, but that was I was like I sitting know. here and I was like In the story. I was like, what did you tell me? How it Oh.